welcome back to the week ahead. It's been a few weeks since we were able to post this, um, but now we're back to some normal content. So Chuck, how are you doing today? Hey, I, I actually feel kind of in shock. I'm, I'm having kind of a rough day today. Um, what is it? Today is Tuesday, December 1st, December right? December 1st, yep. Mm-hmm. And we got our first snowfall here uh, last night, which is oh, yeah, nice. qu- quite delayed. I know you guys got snow in Milwaukee like last week, didn't you? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, we have not had any, and we've been kind of anxious because I like snow and my my girls like snow, and you know it's not really December without snow, and and uh, it's been unseasonably warm. So we we got our first snow, and everybody knows that when you get the first snow. Uh, people drive like idiots. They crash into each other and they, you know, drive just, everybody forgets how to drive. And I'm not one of those people, right? Like I am Mr. Cautious. I am not going to, uh, to be one of those people at all. So we left for school early this morning. Uh, We got, uh, you know, we, we got to school in plenty of time. I dropped uh, my youngest daughter off and uh, I decided I was going to go get gas in my car and um, took the grid. I was basically on like the street grid by the school. And there's there's no stop signs on any of these streets. They just intersect and there's no stop signs. There's stop signs on a few of them, but not on the, the intersection that I was going through. And um, all of a sudden, there was a bus going through the intersection that I was going through in like perpendicular to me. And I was going to hit it and I slammed on my brakes and they they did not take. And I slid into the intersection and I slammed into the backside of this bus. Now I was only going like 15 miles an hour. I mean, I was going, I was going really slow. I was not uh, driving very fast at all. And you know, the girls were out of the car and I had my, my uh, seatbelt on and everything. Uh, it was such a like nonviolent collision that the airbag didn't even go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet the front of my car, I have, I have a little Honda Fit, which is like one of the greatest cars. I mean, I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's the front of it's completely smashed. It's just like, it, I mean, I looked at it. I'm like, I think this car is totaled. And oh. I'm just, I'm shaken up because I, I don't. You know, I hate it when something like that happens. Obviously, it's not the way you want to start your day. Um, I felt bad for the the woman driving the bus because I, I don't think she did anything wrong. Uh, yet, you know, I'm sure this will not help her employment situation. I I talked to the guy who runs the bus company. He's like, "Oh, she won't be in any trouble at all." And I'm like, "Oh, I hope not." Um, yeah. But um, now, you know, my car's uh, at the shop, and it's probably going to be totaled and. You know, on a personal level, I'm really frustrated about that because I just got done paying the last car payment on my wife's car. So I was looking yeah. forward to like three or four years with no car payments. Um, so, yeah, I uh, uh, that was really bad. That was uh, was not fun at all. And I'm kind of, you know how you get that where you're kind of like, you're okay and like you know everything's okay and like you're calm in your brain but like your body's still kind of shaking a little bit that's kind of yeah that's kind of the way I feel right now so yeah Uh, well that's horrible I'm glad everyone was okay though yeah you know it I mean like literally you, you know you can you can kind of get a sense I mean I think it's like 30 miles an hour or something where the airbag will go off 
Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's some mile per hour threshold, and I was not even close to that. So the airbag never went off, and and uh, you know it 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 just was like my little car hit the bus at just the right angle. The bus was hardly even tinted or at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, oh, uh, just and you know stinks. to top it all off. Okay, now I'm going to I'm going to make two I'm going to confess something and then uh so um to top it all off, I got a moving I got a violation. Like they wrote me up for uh he said it's standard procedure. Um but I got like a citation uh from Ugh, the uh, on top of everything from the, else. Yeah, from because I think because it was a bus like the city police didn't handle it, the state troopers did. And the state trooper said, it's our standard policy if you're in, in something like this and, you know, you're like, you're the one at fault, which I'm, you know, clearly I hit the, I hit the backside of the bus perpendicular. It was not the, the bus at fault. I mean, they were almost through the intersection. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it's standard procedure. So I, I got a, I got a, I got a ticket basically, um, which is really frustrating because it's actually my second ticket in two weeks. Uh, when I was coming home uh, from Washington, D.C. two weeks ago, if you remember, I got off the plane at like 1140 at night mm-hmm. and got I'm in Minneapolis and I live two and a half hours north of Minneapolis. So I got my car and I was driving home and I had it was a one of those 65 mile an hour, you know, divided highways. You could literally go 90 and it would not be a big deal. I set my uh I set my cruise control on 73, mm. which is over the speed limit, granted, but it is like not faster than, you know, the, the traffic is going. The only problem is at 1.20 in the morning, there's no traffic. And uh, I got pulled over by a police officer. I'm sure, you know, it was just, uh, you know, th- th- that time of night. And um, he's like, well, I'm, you know. You were going over the speed limit. He gave, he gave me a ticket for 73 and a 65. And so I have two violations now in the last like two weeks, which really, uh, really kind of bothers me. But Ugh. yeah. So, so well, that, that stinks. So, yeah. So Mary, you know, Mary December. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. uh, Okay. So how about, tell me about the event that you're going to this week in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, I, I am excited about this. I'm going to Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm speaking at a conference and one of our super members, a guy named Ron Beltier, uh, has been, he, he actually uh, ran for his local uh, board as a kind of a strong towns candidate. He, he kind of had a strong towns platform and has been doing some really great work in Pennsylvania invited me to speak at this conference. And and we've been, we tried to do it last year. Uh, It just didn't work from a timing standpoint and we were able to make it work this year. And I'm really excited to go. This is one of those things that I I do feel really good about because Ron has been a supporter for a long time, has, has really done a lot to help share our message and spread our message in Pennsylvania and it's nice to be able to go there and essentially, you know, back up the efforts that that he's had with this group. So I'm going to be giving a talk. I think they called it Our Towns, Our Farms, Our Future um, at the Smart Growth and Sustainable Communities Conference in uh, Lehigh Valley, 
which is if I have my geography right is like Southeast of Philadelphia. So I will be there on Friday and uh, yeah, that's going to be a great time. It's cool that you get to speak in like big cities and also more rural areas. Oh, yeah. No, no kidding. And I have to say we have two, I have two speaking engagements to end the year. Every year when we get to December, there's this sense of, you know, the years winding down, you kind of look back at, at what's happened. I also, you know, am at the tail end of many, many weeks a row in a row of travel. And now I've got some time without travel for a while. And a little bit of time, a little bit of time. We're, we're, we're going to hit the road again in January pretty hard, but you, 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 it's kind of like, I used to play in, in bands all the time uh, before I had kids. <laughs> and, and, you know, once you play like so many gigs in a row, you, you, you get like really tight, like everything gets really good. Like opening night is always kind of tough. Uh, there's always a lot of bugs to work out, but you reach this point where everything's kind of smooth and like, you've got a rhythm and you, I get kind of that way with speaking too. And so, you know, when I start like in September, when I started back out on the road, um, it's not like things were bad, but like it wasn't as tight as it is now. And you just have this feeling like, okay, this is the last couple of, of curbside chats this is the last couple of talks for the year, uh, they're going to be really fantastic, and I'm just—I'm excited about them. It's, it's kind of fun to have like that closing night where the curtain comes down, and then you can take some time off. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Everyone should take a look at the events calendar because um, we are putting new events up every day, and we're going to be all over the place next year. So, well, and hopefully, I, we'll be in your guys's neighborhood. Yeah, and I, I think too. You know, we're we're already. I mean. You just put up today one in September mm-hmm. <laughs> of 2016. Uh, we're already, you know, booking well into next year. And I, I know there are probably people listening who are, are thinking about, well, we've got a conference coming up and, and you know, next October or whatever. Um, we're already, I mean, I'm not saying we're booked for October, uh, but we've already have inquiries and our Michelle Erford, our Pathfinder is, uh, is working on those. And so, you know, especially during those peak kind of conference seasons, it, the scheduling gets a little bit tricky. So if you are planning something, get a hold of us now and we'll get you on the docket and we'll plan, uh, plan a lot of stuff around it. Definitely. So I want to take a moment to welcome some new members. This week, um, we have Matthew Butcher from Toronto, Stan Dyer from Arvada, California, or sorry, Arvada, Colorado, uh, Adam Greenfield from San Francisco, Matt Klein from Prior Lake, Minnesota, Josh Kirpies from West Hollywood, California, Alan Melling from Atlanta, Georgia, and Laura Ponslet from Washington, D.C., all over the place again. Um, thank you guys so much for becoming members. Matt, um, Matt Klein is mm-hmm. a, a, a guy I went to high school with. Oh. And huh. yeah, he's actually, um, he's actually a couple years older than me. And he was one of those guys who, uh, I, you know, I played percussion in band and he was uh, like a low brass player. And he was one of those guys that was just so cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. The that, brass players and the percussion players are always the cool kids. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. We we, <laughs> we we pretend we were cool. This guy was one of these guys that I, you know, he he was a senior when I was a sophomore, and I just 
really looked up to him, really thought he was, you know, one of the most incredible guys. And I actually have a a little story. He, he, um, one time I, I can't remember what it was, but there was a, there was a guy who was, uh, you know, wanting to pick a fight as sometimes happens in school. And, and he kind of came up and like, you know, you don't want to mess with, you don't want to mess with Chuck. I'm, I'm his friend. (laughs) And Matt was kind of, you know, a bigger guy and, you know, kind of one of these uh, lovable big guys. Anyway, when he joined, I thought that can't be the same Matt Klein. I mean, I've, I've talked to him a, a little bit and we're Facebook friends, but I, like, it can't be him. And then he sent me a really nice email and it just, oh, it made my day. It, it was, it was very kind. And I thought, wow, uh, how, how, how fantastic it is at times to, to live the life I live and, and be able to, you know, have people uh, who you admire and who have meant a lot to you in your life come back and, and say such kind things. So thank you, Matt, for being a member. And thanks to all our new members. I, I uh, you know, we, we appreciate it a lot and it's makes a huge difference. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So Chuck, you wrote a very timely piece uh, yesterday about uh, kind of welcoming Syrian refugees into our country. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? We had pretty positive response. I saw a lot of people um, on Facebook and in the comments section um, really appreciated that perspective. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's such a, it's an issue that is so intertwined with our politics right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, I would say it's intertwined with our politics in a very cheap way. And I, and I say that not, not just because, you know, one side is, is, is taking to kind of fear mongering and vilifying, but you know, the, the, the other side of the aisle too is, is taking advantage of some of the, uh, you know, some of the, um, the, the rhetoric to, to kind of, I think, widen the gulf in, in our discourse. And it, it, it is just, I, I've, I've been hesitant to, to, to say anything because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to just be part of the, that, that conversation. It, it just seems to me to be not helpful yet. I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're at that time of year and, you know, I started the piece by kind of going through the, the, the petty problems that I've had it recently in my life with my house, uh, and the storm and, and the, the roof damage and finally getting that fixed and, and realizing that, you know, this was a stress for me. Um, but such a, a petty stress, such a, such a modest difficulty to have to go through. I mean, crashing my car into a bus today, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shaken up and I don't like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go home and, uh, be just fine tonight. And mm-hmm. the insurance company is going to take care of it. And I'm going to probably wind up with a new car. Um, you know, I have not had my home ravaged. I have not been, you know, displaced and dislocated. Uh, I'm not worried about where my next meal is going to come from. It, it, it seems to me, and I, I think the point I was trying to make more than anything else was that we are going through some really difficult transitionary times. And, it, and we've put off some of that pain with some of the things we've done at the federal level from a, a monetary standpoint, and, and I get it. But we are in a transition now. Uh, our economy is transitioning. Our, our country is transitioning. And transitions scare people. They, they freak us out. Um, and what I just fear happening and what I, what I see happening to a degree, because it's human nature, is that our reaction to fear and to change 
uh, is to kind of abandon the core of who we are, the core of the, the, the best of who we are, and actually become people who are fearful. And, you know, you can, you can uh, look back in history and see societies that have grown fearful tend to not do very good things. They, they tend to do very harmful things to themselves and, and to others. And, you know, we're, a, we're a, a mighty nation with a huge military and a big budget and uh, lots of wherewithal to do good and to do evil. And I think it's important as we go through this period of, of transition where we kind of figure out, you know, what the next American dream actually is going to be. If it's, if it's not going to be a, a house and a yard, uh, you know, a single family home uh, in the suburbs, it's going to be something else. As our economy transitions to what that something else is, there's going to be a lot of winners and losers. And, and I, I think we just have to be cognizant of the fact that we, we're going to be better people if we don't succumb to fear. Now, I'm, I'm not suggesting that th there are no issues with, with refugees and there are no issues with uh, you know, Syrian refugees in, in particular. I mean, I, I respect the fact that uh, there are a, a lot of concerns, but I, I don't think those concerns override you know, who we are as a country, which is a, a place that welcomes refugees, a, a place that uh, integrates them into our society and really embraces that as a part of the thing that has historically renewed us and kept us the country we are. So I, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, the, 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 the strong town's point I tried to make is that, look, we're, and, and I'll go back to where I was a year ago. A year ago, I was in Springfield, Massachusetts, a, a place that we walked around in the Italian neighborhood in Springfield and had some great Italian subs. And uh, I went to an, an Italian bakery and got the, uh, you know, the, the kind of baked goods that you could only get in Italy, I thought, mm -hmm. <laughs> until I went out. I mean, you certainly can't get them here in German, Norwegian, Minnesota. Um, but yet these neighborhoods were inundated with Puerto Rican immigrants. The, uh, the Italians had, had largely uh, moved on and moved out. And the, the, the neighborhoods were uh, inhabited largely by Puerto Rican immigrants. And the thing about it is it was amazing. It's amazing to see the things that were being done in those neighborhoods to improve them, to make them better, to, to, to cross-purpose them for a, a new culture and a new kind of awakening. And for a, a place like Springfield that really needs that kind of energy, uh, there was a lot of great things about it. And, and I think if we turn our backs on that part of who we are, we're not only going to be hurting our places and hurting our people, but we're just going to be a, a lesser nation. And, and I don't want to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really appreciated that piece. And we have another one up this morning from uh, Jamie Littlefield, which um, it's called Imagining a Neighborhood for Syrian Refugees. And it asks some more uh, related questions to this issue. So I encourage you guys to read it. Um, last thing on my list, have you been reading anything good? Did you take some reading time this weekend? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's been a while since we've actually chatted about books. So I'm kind of knee deep mm -hmm. in a whole bunch of things. But the the one that I finished recently that I think is worth sharing, there's a book called Asia's Cauldron 
the South China Sea and the end of a stable Pacific. It's by a guy named Robert Kaplan. And it wasn't very long, but what he did is he went through and he talked about kind of the historical context of China and then other Southeast Asian countries, uh, Japan, Vietnam, Korea, uh, Malaysia, uh, Indonesia, and, and looked at the South China Sea in specific and, and kind of laid out uh, what some of the sticking points were, what some of the claims were from different sides and why these, uh, you know, why, why this all matters. And it was really fascinating. You know, this is a part of the world that I don't know enough about. I have not been, and I feel like I'm a, a neophyte in many ways. And so this was a good, uh, this is a good kind of primer on maybe 21st century geopolitical, uh, you know, strategy in terms of, of who we are and how we relate with this part of the world. That is, it's a very different history than we do. Um, I also, I also have gotten into this series on audible called the great courses. Um, <clears throat> it's actually a, a, a bunch of lectures and there's so many, I'll, I'll never listen to all of the really good ones. There there's, yeah, you know, I, I just downloaded one on physics uh, that just, wow. yeah. Oh my gosh. I, physics was my favorite course as an undergrad. Um, and I just, it was, it's like, uh, you know, a catch up. Um, I mean, that was 20 years ago when I took physics. So a lot is of everything happened. different. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, well, I'm going to start that one here today. I, I just look great, but the one that, uh, I just finished up this week, uh, was a lecture by professor Amy Jill Levine, uh, called um, Christianity, uh, the Old Testament. And it, it went through the basically the books of the Old Testament and described, explained like where they came from, uh, you know, the history behind the stories, what actually happened. And as someone who, you know, has, has read the Old Testament through the New Testament, um, you know, I mean, most of my references to the Old Testament come from Matthew in the in the Gospels and other, you know, references to it. Uh, wow. It is a completely different book when you, um, you know, study it in this way. And, and I, I've been wanting to, to, to delve into it for a long time because, again, it's one of those areas where I, I just feel I'm wholly inadequate and quite ignorant. And, you know, for 12 hours of lecture, it was just spellbinding. It was just fascinating. So I, I might actually listen to that one again. It was so good. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, well, that'll wrap us up for today. I hope everything turns out okay with your car and I'm really glad you're, you're safe and everyone's safe. Um, Thank you. I actually yeah. feel a little bit better now just uh, having chatted. So <laughs> good. good. Thank to you. Hear. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to head home and, and see if I can uh, figure something out and then uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure everything will be fine. Okay. Good. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great week.